transmitting to you from Old Heart Radio. That song always reminds me of the really, the really bad early 2000s comedy, The New Guy. Have you ever seen oh, The New no, Guy? Not. Not. Oh, it's such a bad movie. It's like it. It's like about a dude who gets he's like the, the, the you know, he gets bullied by everybody at school. And at one point, like near the beginning of the movie, this horrible day happens where he gets his dick broke by the like the the nurse uh, uh, at the school. It's just a really terrible uh, situation. And then he goes to jail. Basically, he like comes up with a scheme to go to jail <laughs> and learn how to be like a badass from somebody in jail. And then he gets out and like starts like being this badass at his new school. <laughs> what? It's so fucking bad. But anyway, that. He like the whole point is he plays in a uh, funk cover band, uh, and that's like one of the main songs that they cover. <laughs> oh my god, that's terrible! <laughs> the new guy uh, with, with DJ, or yeah, it's like his name is like DJ Qualls, Qualms or something like that. It's like a really he's like one of those skinny, tall, skinny actors from the early 2000s. <laughs> tall, skinny, lanky. <laughs> yeah, it sounds uh, like a kind of movie that would play that and like exclusively like. I miss you by Blink One Eight Two is also in the soundtrack. <laughs> I miss you, miss you. <laughs> yeah, dude, pretty much. Tell you that I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I had a, I had a buddy of mine in high school who absolutely <laughs> loved Blink One Eight Two, and whenever we walked by him in the hallways, we go nya 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 nya. That's awesome. Dude, yeah, I mean, I feel like. We've probably made fun of them on you on under further review because like they're I mean they're like Blink One Eighty is one of those formative pop punk bands like from the oh I absolutely mean, for punk rock really and then they can be they became pop punk I think but they're re- it's they're really a product of their time and that's what makes them funny now yeah well I mean there's like there's so much it's I mean it's just interesting because you can laugh you can laugh a lot about some of their stuff but like there's so much influence from them like that trickles down yeah. to like so many different kinds of like genres and bands now so yeah it's strange even even in like contemporary music <laughs> yeah. like it's incredible seeing fuck I mean re- like slightly later I mean Blink-182 is still relevant but I think it's telling that uh fucking Billie Eilish didn't know who Van Halen was but like touts the gorillas as one of her greatest fucking inspirations, you know, like, and I, I would, I would be able to wager that like, like current, like punk, punk, pop punk bands Mm. would say the same about Blink-182, you know? Oh, for sure. Yeah. 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 They probably, they probably couldn't quote something from like, you know, some punk from the seventies, but they, they, they definitely like, they'll think that Blink-182 is the OGs. (laughs) that's always kind of like an interesting dynamic where i mean because there's like yeah the longer you go the more like i don't know the more gets erased and then added to like the collective 
you know, pop culture ether, you know, yeah, it, absolutely. It, it's sort of interesting. Um, but that being said, you know, obviously hey, we've fellas, got a, listeners what? guess who's going to be on under further review soon. Da, da, hey. da, da, da. Oh my God. What is that? <laughs> is that <your> sample? <laughs> this is a terrible guitar <laughs> sample. I found I've been, <laughs> I've been abusing the hell out of it lately. But <laughs> it's really, it's really That's funny. funny. Uh, but my God, man. Yeah. Ep- this is episode 103, 103 of matinee edition. Hey, cranking them, cranking them out. Um, before we really jump into some stuff, I wanted to shout out a couple of, uh, uh, people that have recently like influential people that have passed this in is the, the last Madden couple edition of weeks. In memoriam. Yeah. The week. Uh, oh. <laughs> that, that, that feels like it's in bad days. <laughs> it might be, but you know, uh, like a couple weeks ago, we lost the comic book community, lost one of the greats, Neil Adams. Neil Adams was a pioneer on things like Batman, uh, and a lot of like DC properties. Yeah, like honestly, you can, you can credit Neil Adams for sort of bringing Batman, starting to bring Batman out of that campy fold that he was that, that character was locked in for a really long time. Um, Fuck which the was, comics code, am I right? Dude, the comics code screwed things up. Uh, but you know, like, like I'd say like, you could even like, like taking Neil Adams work and then you could easily branch that right into like where Frank Miller picks up and makes Batman, like the, the character we know today where it's like that gritty fucked up character. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's, it was just like shocking when he passed away, but even, even bigger, uh, a bigger blow is that just like a couple of days ago, George Perez, the, the artist and, and writer, uh, he passed away at 67. Fucking tragic, man. Yeah, man. George Perez was a fucking miracle worker. Like, like rest in peace to both of them. But, but Perez was like, Perez was, was, it was like involved and responsible for the one, the only justice league, uh, Avengers crossover series that has ever been published. You know, they, uh, he, as well as like some other Marvel and DC crossover works that came out of that deal. He was the artist, the penciler for the Infinity Gauntlet series for Marvel, you know, like, like amongst so many others, he, he helped revitalize the Teen Titans, you know, for DC, like just some, some really iconic pieces of, uh, pieces of comic media. Yeah, for real though. Like, like the dude was just a legend, and even bigger, like, like the was his, you know, the his like personality. Like people, you know, can can hail his work, his body of work for for a lifetime. But people that have met him and people that have like, you know, just gotten some sign from him at a fucking con, wow. con somewhere, 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 have all the same story. George yep. Perez was the nicest motherfucker who took like no matter what he took the time to like meet with his fans and he always had a smile on and he was always great like you know just gracious to, and great grateful to be where he was and like yeah. so you know i think that's something to be said like about that character he died at 67 which is fucking crazy but he was diagnosed like a while ago with i believe like a stage four cancer and he oh fuck in this really badass move I, i'd say he chose not to do uh, any sort of treatment or, or anything at his stage in life and he just kind of you know got comfortable and like spent time you know like spent time like receiving and reaching out to fans as well as like spending time with his family 
And because of that, like for the first time since its publication, both the pillars of the comic industry, Marvel and DC, they came together and reissued the Justice League Avengers crossover. Oh, and like fuck a, yeah. this sweet, like, you know, um, real uh, love trade letter. paperback book, you know, and yeah. And, and, you know, he got to live to see that reissued. And so like a whole another generation of fans will get that in their hands and yeah just like i don't know man it, like very rarely do celebrity deaths really hit you but for some reason reading about perez's passing was just like one of those moments where i was just like fuck dude like, yeah because that cat gave so much to like everybody's imagination you know well i think it sounds like i mean it sounds like perez was like he he was a big part of that community and i feel mm-hmm. like when somebody's celebrity extends and doesn't really doesn't extend really past extend. that group Mm-hmm. like a like comic people know who he is they know yeah. his work you there's a there's a bit of a tighter bond with fans there i, I a, agree there's a bit of a there's a bit of a unique appreciation yeah well it, it's yeah i agree with that because it's like you know comic books have evolved to become this really big mainstream thing now but you know like even back when he was like cranking out infinity gauntlet for instance, which is like one of the probably most widely known storylines nowadays. Yeah. Uh, you know, people were still getting made fun of for reading comics. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so, you know, characters and personalities like that who would just encourage people to stay in and be, you know, interested in comics, like that, they, they, like those personalities will last a lifetime because, you know, like people growing up with that, like, they'll always remember that enthusiasm that came out in those pages, you know, and yeah. shit like that. So yeah, just, I just had to take a moment. We just had to shout them out because it's a, it, it was just a tremendous loss, honestly, but you know, uh, hopefully some peace was found and the families can move on Yeah, uh, because we're still benefiting from a lot of the genius that those, those two individuals put out there, whether it's in comic book form or other, other entertainment, you know, absolutely. Uh, um yeah hell yeah but you know jumping off of that kind of sad subject we have to we have to catch up with the with our family with the family here okay with the family yeah yeah fast x is hitting some is hitting is hitting a bit of a bumpy road i I still can't believe it's called fast x like it just it just it baffles me but yeah 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 apparently there's some speed bumps there let's be fucking christ let's be real man the uh fast x is a bit more tame of a name than they've had recently (laughs) i mean it's kind of true like but like i wish they'd go out on like a you know a a fate of the furious kind of kind of (laughs) kind of thing you know what's the 10 pun though (laughs) fast x but the so fastest what, and the furiousest. The, yeah, the mostest, fastest, and the furious. <laughs> uh, well, I'm just curious. You know, they've 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 technically been to like at least the upper atmosphere, uh, so they got to go somewhere. To, didn't they go to space? They got picked up by like it the, is. Yeah, they did. The they space went space station. They went straight to space, and that one was fucking crazy. But. I mean, I'm wondering where this one's going to take us because, you know, we mentioned on the last pod that there is like some trouble with the director. On, yeah, on Justin Lin left. And but we yeah. fa- we, between episodes, we found out why. And, and why- somebody, somebody get the tea, man. Spill the tea. <laughs> the uh, apparently Vin Diesel was showing up on set without knowing his lines. Being a real jackass. And Justin Lin just had enough. And he blew up on him and he left. 
I, you know, I don't blame him. Like, I, yeah, the thing that I sounds read, so shitty. Yeah, dude. I mean, like, because that's the thing. Like, you know, I feel like in the past, Vin Diesel has like definitely overvalued himself as a as an actor, right? So, yeah. like, you know, doing shit like that, where it's you know, reports are like, not only was he you know, like not, like not, re- you know, knowing, like memorizing his lines and shit, not being ready for the production. Like supposedly he was just like, you know, kind of sloppy. He was at like, you know, he's out of shape. He's, he's not really putting in the, like the effort and it, you know, like it shows if you watch, if you go to Instagram, which by the way, you can go to our Instagram at old heart radio, <laughs> oh, uh, you know, like that page and then follow Vin, then go pop on Vin Diesel's page. And you can see like videos of him. Like there's one with Justin Lin, which it's like, he's, it's like a really forced, like selfie video where he's like, you know, like, Oh yeah, we're doing great work or something like that. You know? And like the, the director is just like, clearly like, uh-huh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, not interested. Did you did you Vin Diesel looks like shit, dude? <laughs> like, I'm not here to us. body shame too hard, but like, but like if you're gonna tout yourself as like a big, strong, like Hollywood action guy, you better fucking show up, man. You, dude, you know what you I mean? See, do you remember when we watched the last Fast and Furious and there was a scene where he literally yanked apart a missile silo? <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> Motherfucking Captain America over here. <laughs> I know, but he he pulled chains mounted to concrete walls out of the walls in like a moment of self-sacrifice before having a vision while drowning it's so ridiculous dude like they've like, like they've they've taken dom toretto's character and they've like they've really ramped him into superhero status yeah uh, fuck dude like or at least he like anti-hero outpaced, <laughs> definitely outpaces black widow at this point in terms of strength <laughs> there's next thing you know in fast x there's going to be a, a scene this will be a shot for shot remake of when that winter sh- scene in winter soldier it'll be like vin diesel holding onto a helicopter holding <laughs> it back to like <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah but like yeah dude like that movie i mean without like justin lynn there like the movie's like already going to start losing credibility because apparently the person that they've tapped to like step in i can't remember his name but the biggest credit that they threw at him was the incredible hulk movie oh no. it's, it's the director from the incredible hulk movie i thought i, I genuinely thought for a moment you were gonna say michael bay <laughs> oh god dude like that i mean although that would be probably fitting like it would <laughs> it would be awful also but uh yeah you know, like i, I just i can't see, believe i would love to see a pseudo parody of itself edgar wright fast and furious movie Oh my god, that'd be ridiculous. The, uh, I think, yeah, dude, I think it's fucked. I think they're screwed. Everyone's yeah. starting to pick up on it with Justin Lin leaving. Got a bunch of press with The Rock having been very forward about how he thinks that Vin Diesel's a piece of shit. Dude, I, dude think, I think the act is blown. I think when it's it's like fair, not everyone has to jive. Him and The Rock kind of had a falling out. Yeah, but The Rock being like, this guy fucking sucks. And yeah, then the way Justin he Lin also being like, this guy's a dick. It's it, very telling. Yeah, it's. It, I feel like the end of this franchise is just going to be a nosedive into the ground. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, like, and and I, I mean, I, on one hand, it kind of sucks because you know the legacy of having done this many movies with the like these same characters and this you know and with no and with no source universe. material. 
that's what I mean. It's all original shit, technically. You know what I mean? And it's so like it's like I, I respect it to a point because of that. Yeah, and so it's it's like as as fun as it is to laugh at like how bombastic they get, like it will kind of suck to see uh if go you know up, if this project fizzle you know yeah if this project tanks like it'll it'll kind of blow like the whole franchise in a way so yeah i mean but that's also the Let's gamble like I, I feel like the like the studio wouldn't want that to happen so they probably have no. to, you know because the residuals <clears throat> on like selling the whole fran like franchise later on and like having all those like it's definitely got to be va- more valuable than like just throwing away the budget on this movie you know yeah man i'm surprised that they're they're not like trying to tap spawn bigger because yeah. at least for the directing role i mean it's not a secret that a lot of like hollywood types and like actors really do actually like fast and furious <laughs> for like the which blows my mind to a point <laughs> yeah like or i mean they they could probably like get an ai put together that could just be like shoot this scene you know the first the first film shot by ai i mean they might as well have them at this point for a minute it's like they're not it's not the most interesting thing in the world fast and furious cinematography or direction no it's true uh i just looked up the cat's name his name's the director that this supposedly is filling in his name's lewis Leterrier. and they yeah like some of his credits include the transporter the transporter two uh this uh, this ridiculous jet lee movie called unleashed <laughs> where, where and like i said earlier the incredible hulk movie from 2008 which is like still the only marvel like mcu movie that's like sort of cast outside the mcu yeah man <laughs> like even other properties they've embraced eventually but like the incredible hulk they're still just like eh, it's it's there <laughs> yeah i don't think anyone's mentioned fucking uh live tyler no and like- it since that movie came out you know i will say in defense of that movie they did start with some really cool things it was just a lot a lot of it i think was um like performance related that like issues that i had you know personally but like i remember watching that movie for the first time watching the incredible hulk for the first time and seeing the way they made tim roth's character move after they gave him gave him like the fake super soldier serum cool and you're like, holy shit, dude, this was before Captain America came out. And you're just like, holy yeah. shit, dude, this is like some convincing, fast paced action that yeah. like I can see this working for Captain America, you know, Yeah. Uh, which was kind of exciting at the time. But yeah, it just hasn't aged very well. And but, the, you know, what's strange is that they have like, you know, like like that, you know, that character, the abomination character, they have obviously re-embraced that, for instance, yeah to an extent well, i think that that's like, sort of like a respect the history type thing and then being like fuck maybe tim roth's like not a bad actor which he's not no he's not so, <laughs> i don't know sort of uh future proving themselves to a point with she hulk and stuff mm-hmm. there's that's the hulk stuff is too fucking cool for them to just push aside so yeah, I agree. sort of don't tell people to go rewatch the shitty movie yeah just, like, just acknowledge that it exists <laughs> acknowledge it exists I agree there. Uh, you know, the Hulk is like the Hulk's definitely gearing up like to have a moment, which is kind of interesting in general, if you think about it. Like there's so much stuff that has been happening with the Hulk character in comics. Yeah. That like, you know, all of this transpiring in comics before the launch of the She-Hulk series uh really gives you this idea that like they're reinvesting as a company into that character. Yeah. You know, here, 
let's save the Marvel stuff because I have something that we'll, we're going to talk Doctor Strange in a minute. And this sort of ties directly into something I wanted to bring up. Perfect. We'll say, we'll, so, we'll shove that for the, the, the end of the episode. Mar- Marvel and Marvel hit the end of the episode. Yeah. But what do we have? What do we have next? Jumping from uh, Fast and Furious, making that leap. Jesus. Uh, I definitely wanted to shout out um, HBO's got, got, you know, the the Game of Thrones sort of spinoff series. It's like a prequel series. Yeah. Uh, it's called House of the Dragon. That actually just dropped a trailer recently. Yeah. Um, which you still, you know, you only see like some elements of what might be going on in the world. But it it's interesting how, how because how far removed is it do you know so it takes it takes place like during the reign of the targaryens which happens before the 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 beginning of game of the game of thrones series so at the beginning of the game of thrones series the Rhaegon, i think it's Rhaegon targaryen i may be wrong on that one of the targaryens is like recently been like killed and there's like a you know a new king has taken over and everything and so this takes place when the Targaryens are like ruling Westeros, and mm. um, and so it like it de- it definitely just like revolves around their world and that kind of political climate, which is sort of interesting because you haven't been able to explore that yeah. uh, up until now. Um, and you know one of the one of the main interests I, I, uh, for you know fans of uh, other other BBC properties and like things like Doctor Who and whatnot, Matt Smith. Oh, is it- I was gonna say actor in the hit film Morbius, Matt Smith. Oh yeah, yeah, dude. I forgot. Oh my god, I forgot that they wasted that cat in fucking Morbius. Oh. But yeah, he's like he's starring in he's starring in it as, uh, along with a handful of other people, and it looks yeah. like it's gonna fall in line, like really well in in line with like the the aesthetic and, and the world that they've already built, kind of. So you know, I'm hoping well, you got you got to hope for some fucking violence. Yeah. You got to hope for some fucking cool dragon action. You got to dude. We'll you know. we'll check it out. Me and Kate have been brainstorming doing an episode of Amateur's Note on prequels and why we fucking hate them. So maybe maybe yeah. this will be a good one. Yeah, prequels are so dicey, man. Like it can, it can, like that, it, it can really benefit asked, or fuck it up. <laughs> that's why. Well, I don't think, I don't think it stands to ruin what came before. But that's why I asked, like the how far removed question. Mm-hmm. You know, like The Witcher is going to have that prequel that's going to be all about the convergence that happened like millennia ago. Yeah, yeah. It's so far removed that it has zero connection to the present events beyond like world building. Yeah, and like, but stuff like that, like, can be, yeah, it's like, it's like, it can be hit or miss. Cause, like, exactly. honestly, to me, it's like, you can just reference those, like, really well and, like, uh, and kind of explain it in an episode. Yeah. Through some characters that I'm already invested in. Yeah. Um, rather than taking me into a completely different series, you know? Yeah. Which I think if the idea is there and it works, go for it for the series, give it a shot. You can either do something interesting with it or you can do, sort of like uh last minute let's do it because it's been touted for a long time black widow you know mm-hmm. like like it's it's one or the other it's either there's a spirited yeah. rationale for it or it's feels like they're milking something yeah and i'm intrigued exactly. to see how this pans out because of that yeah no i, I can agree with that um it's uh another example i think would maybe be wasn't it was the I, maybe I'm completely wrong on this. With the Transformers movies, yes. where does Bumblebee fit into that lineup? Bumblebee's like a soft reboot slash prequel. 
Okay. That's what I thought too. I was like, and it was sort of one of those things where it was like, I feel he turns like you're Camaro really right at the end. Uh, I, I, and the, it's... Uh, spoilers. Spoilers. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> he turns into a Camaro right at the end of the movie. So you're sort of like, is this a prequel to the 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 Shia LaBeouf ones? Yeah, yeah. But then also it's framed so differently that you're like, oh, it could just be like them rebooting the franchise. Fair, but yeah, it's like, I mean, and that's the danger. Also, I feel like here's if it's the most too... important thing about a prequel. Bumblebee's a good movie. Mm. I mean, Bumblebee's, I've heard Bumblebee, many different things about it. Bumblebee's fucking fun. Is the is the thing like maybe not maybe not maybe a good movie is putting it harshly. It's like a good Fast and Furious movie. You know, uh, yeah, yeah, you know enough. exactly where you're getting out of it. You don't feel cheated. The action is actually really impressively directed at some points. Like never in my wildest dreams did I think I'd be able to comprehend a fight scene in Transformers. <laughs> but but you could. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, I, it's just yeah, they're they're it's a dangerous kind of move to make. I think with properties yeah. like. I mean, like one of the really, greatest really examples of trying to pick apart is probably like the, you know, the Star Wars prequels, right? Where it's yeah. like, you know, you know that there's stuff that you, like a story to tell there. Yeah. But is it entirely necessary to flush well, out that story? You know, but that brings out the that brings out the other interesting point of they like being away from a property for an extended period of time. Mm-hmm. Does that. It's either, in, in my opinion, for prequels or sequels or like long-term sequels, it's either about the like level of disconnection you have from like an original story or the amount of time that property has been sitting, you know? Fair enough. Because okay. I think Star Wars is iconic enough that like 15, 20 years on, it's more than reasonable to be like, yeah, let's do something with it. Well, you know? I mean, look at, uh, here, here's another random shout out. Look at the, you know, Kenobi coming up. Yeah, like Kenobi's technically a prequel uh, series, right? And so, but it's it's definitely something that people want to see, right? Yeah. Like at this point, and so it's not just like completely out of left field, but it's also been a while since they've clearly picked up with that particular character, yeah, yeah. and like that you know pocket of time, really, it's or they, nearly I mean, twenty years. <laughs> yeah, and so you know it's it's wild. Did you catch the recent the the recent Kenobi trailer? I did, by the way, dude, it was sick fucking dope dude and like the, the shot of like you know vader's chest at the end like you're really re- you're waiting for it man like oh my god dude, the, the arm getting put on and twisting in i was yeah. like oh yeah dude um it's gonna be I'm, i don't want to like stay it right now but i really i really do think it's gonna be a fucking amazing series but i'm, I was, I'm also holding my breath you know i saw it and i was like oh, i went to kate and i was like babe look look and she was like and and she was like lucas you're the best I'm happy you're excited. I don't give a fuck about this. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I mean, I can understand. Like at this point, like things like that, like people who are already invested in Star Wars are really yeah. wanting. You're but, like, of, you're that's not going to be the thing that you very get. Happy choir already. You know? Yeah, it's not going to be like a series. Like the Kenobi series isn't going to rope in new fans. You know, no, in a lot it's of fan service. Things. Yeah. Through but like something like, whereas like something, you know, just complete like different, something like the Mandalorian, you could rope in new fans from, yep. you know what I mean? Um, yeah, it's just interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. We, but I want to quick, we want to quickly say new doctor, by the way. Yeah. That's yeah, where so, we're going with the Matt Smith thing, but then we yeah, completely derailed. Exactly. Like bouncing off of that, um, 
BBC recently announced their the the new Doctor Who pick. Um, so it's a cat uh, named Shudi Gatwa, yeah. and he is. I, I yeah i looked it up like i think the biggest role that he's gotten was in like as a character in the sex education show that's on netflix yeah um which i've watched a handful of it's it's a pretty interesting show but um you know it's it's really cool because uh this cat is uh uh rwandan scottish ancestry and so he's the first uh like african descent whatever you want to call it he's the first black like doctor who and like that's fucking radical dude like because it's coming right off the 12th season where they had jodie whittaker play uh the first female doctor who and so it's i haven't watched i haven't watched doctor who since the matt smith days doctor who doctor who's like one of the one of the most brilliant things about that fucking uh story that character or whatever is is the the fact that like it's just got built in longevity right yeah. like like the doctor he like he no regenerates and and so you can just keep going and that's why the property's been running for the better part of fucking half a decade or half a century now so you know it's Fuck more than that man yeah yeah i mean because it started out it's on like the radio years and then it, and, and it's just like and now it's just become you know, it just kept going. And so it's really incredible, but I, I think it's really cool that um, as a property, they're not shying away from staying relevant in a lot of ways. You know what I yeah. mean? I think like some properties when they have long running things, they, they get locked into like, well, people have liked this. And so yeah. we want to keep going with this, you know? Um, but I don't know. It's just, it, it's really cool. And it's always exciting when they announce a new doctor. So that's I'm gonna, that, to, I'm gonna have to catch up, man. That's pretty rad. Yeah. You know, I wanna, I, on the on the note of uh, castings that are sort of breaking ground and uh, chain like, like ah, it's such a t- it's such a touchy feely way for me to say it, be without because I'm worried I'll sound like a piece of shit. No, but like um like let's be real, the doctor has been historically white. It was mm-hmm. fucking like people lost their shit when a woman was cast as the doctor recently. Yeah, dude. It was None like the, it was it was it was an interesting change because it was off the cuff of uh peter peter yeah he like so he was like they they like recast an old white guy as doctor yeah and then they switched it completely with jody with jody whittaker so yeah jody whittaker and i've I've heard she's decent you know yeah it's i mean it's a fun season it's like like david tennant is still my favorite like version of of doctor who right now but was the shit yeah but now my favorite is actually the dude who was the dark elf in thor (laughs) 2 oh my god dude uh hey quit it uh but you know like i I think you're right though i think um you know as a property they've like they've kind of and that's what i mean by they've they've, they're they're like fine with staying relevant where it's like they clearly see you know the The tides are changing yeah they have a they have a whole generation of viewers that expect a diversity you know what i mean and want diversity because that's what the that's what the world reflects and so you know so i can weirdly liken this to something from my childhood that's getting adapted it got adapted once already uh percy jackson the olympians there were those shitty films from like a decade ago with fucking i'm forgetting the lead dude and but uh the only one that I've seen anything now is Alexandria Daddario, who is like true detective and stuff. She played okay. she played one of the lead characters. Oh, character cool. who is and you, do you know the deal with that franchise? It was like not really. sort of like early like two thousand 
like late late double O's uh, into the tens, sort of YA, but it was a um, like the Greek gods exist and their demigod children go off to like a camp. They're like rounded up and like trained so they don't fucking ruin the world. I mean, and, that's, that's good. <laughs> yeah, and they uh, it, the main characters are like the kid who's the son of a uh, son of Poseidon. There's a satyr that helps him out and a girl who's the daughter of Athena. And that's who Alexander Dario played. Well, they're making a Disney Plus series. Yeah. And I was like, oh, fuck yeah, this is great. Like, it's a thing from my childhood that I hold a lot of nostalgia. They announced the casting for the dude who's playing the main character. Looks like the kid looks just like the book's description. It's incredible. That's cool. Uh, and then Annabeth, who Alexander Dario played, described as white with blonde hair. They cast a they cast a black girl with like b- with braids, and I was like, "Fuck, this girl's gonna get absolutely torn apart." Much to my relief, I didn't see shit in looking so far. I was oh, like, "Oh my god, good. the world is changing for the better." Because what matters more, and I think that this extends to Doctor Who as well, is for like long running franchises or something where like people grew up with it like me and Percy Jackson mm-hmm. like you it's about capturing the identity of that character beyond the aesthetics of it and like the doctors always change a bit but there's they even sort of reference it with when tenant shows up mm-hmm. it's like it's the same man underneath it or the same person underneath you know yeah yeah well exactly and like that's i think you kind of nailed it where it's like i think the expectation is starting to like change overall where it's like yeah like we like like as uh viewers and consumers we we care about like the the overall like aesthetic of the character you know we care about like is the personality on point you know is you know is and and stuff like that and so it's like yeah it's i mean that's an interesting example because because you know even and we've talked about it even you know extensively like where it's like the theoretical idea of like a michael michael jordan uh superman has people losing their shit every like 10 months you know and it's like and it's like you know there is even precedence for a character for that character and people lose their shit over it and yeah and you know though i don't think people need to lose their shit over things like that it's like it's nice to see uh, that not apply to every property in a way yeah. you know, where you, you, you almost expect the backlash and it's like, Oh my God, there's, there's no backlash. Wow. Yeah. Well, like, people, are, people are seeming, people are finally getting over this, you yeah. know? Well, I mean, the other example, I mean, and, and I guess I, it also involves Michael, Michael B. Jordan uh, when he was cast as the fucking, uh, as Johnny storm. Yeah. You know, back in that, like really shit, fantastic. Fantastic. It, it, like people were like oh johnny storm's not black and it's like dude it it's a fucking, fucking matter like half the time he's on fire anyway who the fuck cares <laughs> like, like, you know yeah, it's like right. fuck the hell off with that shit like yeah it's like it's just weird uh dude what a strange segue for later but you know we missed yeah it. yeah but you know it yeah anyway that's 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 interesting i I have heard that that series is getting developed pierce jackson series is getting developed and so i mean like you you said it's kind of like a young adult type series but it might might be fun to check out overall like i think for me i'll check it out out of sheer nostalgia you know Mm -hmm. because i grew up on that franchise i mean 
Dude, I, I remember I read the books when I was a kid that I read the first book because I, uh, I had to have been like in fifth grade or something. And I was like reading behind because American education fucking sucks. Everything's statistically driven. I was re I didn't have a good like reading level or something. Mm-hmm. So they were like, and those, those are like right around where I should be. So I just started reading them. Yeah. I fucking fell in love with it. And I started like waiting annually for every book to come out. Yeah, like, I mean that's well, that's how I felt when the Harry Potter books came out, man. Well, I was gonna liken it to that. I feel like like the Harry Potter books are like while not on the same level, the the Olympian series is like sort of similar in like uh, the audience it captured, mm-hmm. where I think like an adaptation is like ripe for people just eating it up, especially like my generation, and also it'd be great for kids if they're able to pull off like what uh what the she-ra animated series on netflix did where it's like really me and kate watched it like maybe a year ago where it's really really good for adults but then it's also like it won like a bunch of awards for like best kid show like yeah that, then, i mean that that series is pretty legit honestly. it's fucking awesome did you finish it uh i, I mean i i've watched like handfuls of episodes because nadine it's, was really going through it so it's so good it's like a genuinely fantastic tv show yeah uh you know in comparison had some that, had some i was really dis- really disappointed in uh kevin smith's he-man i i love kevin smith i yeah. will say that but but his like they were like really touting his he-man master of the universe uh series and it just to me it just fell flat on its face and if they would have done something like she like she with that property yeah. it would have been su- like way better because this is the 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 revelations one mm-hmm Oh, that was his. Yeah, where everyone had the power, you know. Yeah, it, I mean, it's like it's like stupid. Like, uh, hey, that's yeah. At, like, at at points, like Skeletor gets the power, you know, and then like it transfers to this person to that person. Adam wields the fucking power without using the sword because he discovers he's the true conduit or whatever. And you're just what? like, what? Yeah, it's just like it's it's all over the place. I mean, and, like, I remember the there's a trailer for that that was set. To I need a hero. Yeah, and great. I was like, but it looks sick. If I'm remembering right, it was made by the animation was from like some anime house and like that's done a bunch of cool work. The animation is cool. I just yeah. think I just think that the story is lacking. It's like the story is lacking, and the dialogue is yeah. is is lacking at times. Like, you know, where it's sort of just like, I don't know. Like, I it how do I say it? Uh, from Kevin Smith touts himself as like this kind of like come around uh like all-inclusive kind of guy now but his but his dialogue in that movie was so just sort of like standard fair like like i'm the man i'll be your hero like kind of kind of thing (laughs) that you you were just like dude there's nothing revolutionary about this like yeah there's nothing that you're bringing to the table that like was going to blow my mind it's just what i expected (laughs) like unfortunately that's fair um which does suck because like i said i love kevin smith kevin smith i know you're listening so you know hop on talk shit about us if you want uh no uh but you know it it's um i don't know it's interesting when when like he's you know kind of just one last time that percy jackson thing when when properties pop up like that it's it's a really smart move to capture and they're getting better about it to capture that pocket where it's like you know adults whom who read the series when when they were young like you or like who are like at an age that can pass that along to like their kids for instance yeah like 
to get them into it. Like you can capture multiple demographics if you if Absolutely. you hit, if you time something like that property, like right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's kind of neat. I'm I'm looking forward to checking that out when it comes out. Yeah, I'm excited as well. Um, so what was next? We got Moon Knight, right? Moon Knight. So you fell off. Yep. Apathy yep. set in. You're a busy man. I respect that. A, I mean, I mean, let's be honest. It's a subpar series. They they hyped it up so fucking much, and what you got was like a really subpar series. Like, so like how the, far did you watch? I I haven't watched the last two episodes. I've watched everything else up up to that. So here's, and like, yeah, here's, I get here's it. Here's my here's my deal. I'm not gonna spoil anything. I don't care if you do. Okay, you should watch the last two episodes at some point. I mean, I will, but because me and Kate were just, we're we're discussing this after we watched the final episode. We were like, "Oh fuck!" After like three and four, we thought that it was gonna be shit. You know, mm-hmm. it came together really nicely in the end, and yeah. I think I think it worked. I think it worked. I think uh, the third episode especially was hot garbage. Mm-hmm. Felt like a bunch of shit got left on the cutting room floor, and it didn't feel cohesive. The fourth episode started working a bit better and but i wasn't completely sold and they're interesting expansion on uh sort of and diving and like what they did in like the fifth episode diving into the origins of the uh the multiple personalities and stuff worked really well and how they concluded it they didn't pull like a wandavision and in the end it felt relatively satisfying on the finale so I don't think it's the best, but I also don't think it is like it ended up being subpar. I think it stumbled in the middle, but ended up coming together towards the end of it and having a really strong start as well. So, yeah, I feel like Oscar is going to look at this role and, and reflect on it very much similar to how he reflects on being, playing Apocalypse. Like really? it'll, it'll probably just like not turn out like in the long run, this series won't hold up. Um, Maybe because, you know, like, it, I mean, it's multiple things. It's like, it's, I'm angry about the fact that they've wasted this character where it's like, they're not really planning on doing a second season. They're not really planning on, you know, furthering the storyline of Mark Spector. And so it's I, sort of like, and I so it's know. sort of, I mean, they're, they've, they've talked about it. Like there's, there's, they haven't even opened discussions about a season two yet. Oh, you know, they haven't. Crazy. And so it's like, you know, to me, it's Always like over there being a scoundrel. It's like one of those things we talk about with like villains. I think a lot with Marvel movies, where it's like, God damn, I hope they don't just waste this fucking character on a one-time done thing. Yeah, and, and I really think that that's kind of from the some of the ways I've just I've read the description of this series. It's like it's like uh, essentially like a closure to the character of Mark Spector. And, Bullshit. And so you know, it's like I don't know. It's just it. It's it's, uh, it's like a, a, it's like between like between like his subpar performance, the bad CGI, and yeah. like the the storyline that just sort of dumps you into it without like providing a greater context to the universe or anything. Like you're sort of just like meh. It feels Dude. like it, it feels like I would place this. I would maybe place Moon Knight above uh, Winter Soldier and and Falcon, but maybe not. Yeah. There you might know, be on like the same level. <laughs> you know what's bizarre? And me and Kate both noticed this after the last episode. On note of the, the the suits and the CGI, it was the only episode where the uh, they had a practical Moon Knight suit and a Mister Knight suit. Yeah, because 
It, there's a shot in the last episode where sort of like a sunset and uh, the moon, the moon night, like the, the mummy-esque suits walking through. It's getting light on it and everything. I was like, holy shit, it looks great. It's like interacting with the environment in like the correct way. And I was like, oh my God, why the fuck didn't they use this the whole season? Did they not like have the resources to go for it? So I was like, fuck. And I think I, I agree with you. I agree with you on that. The CGI looked pretty fucking janky at some points, but whatever they did with their budget in the last one mm-hmm. brought together and made me, if anything, frustrated with the earlier episodes a bit more. So yeah. I mean, like, and like I said, I'll finish it, but um I think you, know, you should you I should get around to finishing it. I don't yeah. I, I find as time goes on. Uh, I don't know. Mar- Marvel, like, I have a high expectation for them. Yeah, and if they Which just do, if they just do like, like, kind of subpar stuff, it it really shows to me, and so it becomes like, wow, I'm just genuinely disinterested in that now. But this is where this is where I don't. I think that there's going to have to be a season two, because they dump you off on this like pretty hard cliffhanger with the post credit scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, isn't like what what what's her name? Layla doesn't doesn't her character get revealed? Like does, she has like some sort of like over like bigger. Uh, she has like uh, she she's well, like she, a superhero up, or a villain or something. She ends like up that. becoming an avatar. She ends up becoming another avatar for a different god. Okay. Yeah. I see it. Actually, badass. It, her her suit's fucking awesome. The uh, no, but the big cliffhanger at the end is uh, Jake Lockley. Oh. Yeah, they, fi- yeah. they finally show him off as uh and i yeah. was like it's a very like hard line to drop but they're gonna have to follow up somehow i would because, hope so because it's it's uh it's too alluring it's framed as uh mark and steven are now on the same page coexisting mm-hmm. believing that they've been released by uh by Konshu. Mm-hmm. that was the other thing i stopped liking about this series was that it really became heavy on like the back and forth between like mark and steven you know what i mean that, and i did not like that's not really? what i'm there for i'm there for some fucking action i'm there to see moon knight kick some ass i'm like i'm not here to see like this back and forth fucking like venom-esque think, dialogue between these two characters the entire fucking show i think and that's I think, actually i i agree with you there i think that's something that i wanted a bit more of um and we've joked think, about it before, you know, they kind of made the one personality and as Mr. Knight kind of that, that knockoff Deadpool thing that they yeah. keep do, they keep like doing with well, characters every and now and the, then. This is <laughs> the thing, you can tell they pump some money into the finale because they finally start pulling that off where they're actually like using the two personalities well in choreography. There's a scene in the last one where Mr. Mr. Knight has his batons hmm. beating the fuck out of some guys doing some Daredevil-esque choreography, throws a baton, it bounces off something, comes back, and it's Moon Knight there. And they're, like, chaining off of each other, doing unique moves. And I was like, fuck, they pumped some budget into this one. I want to see more of this earlier on, you know? Yeah. I think, And I think, that yeah. that's, I think that's the shame, because I think a lot of people are going to end up having similar opinions to you, because the show struggled to sell itself in early episodes after the first one. Yeah. I think well, specific, like two, three, and four, specifically two and three. I think most people would have fallen off after the very shitty third episode. Yeah. I mean, like I said, like I, I feel like there's just like, I don't know, there's too much like, there's too many like Venom like vibes in, the, in a way where it's like, even if you think about like the suit, the Moon Knight suit and how it like, you know, just uh, wraps around him and appears, it's like, it, it, it all just harkens to like, 
other types of like characters or other things that like I, I don't know I've seen before and it's like you're not you're not like blowing me away with this you're not making it new you're just sort of like adapting other things that you've seen work for other franchises I still, I still, like I still like I like the yeah. I, I like the suit design I don't think I think it's failed by budget yeah I don't know I just overall like I like like I said I, I just feel like Oscar Isaac was kind of you know, wasted in that role there, after all so there are a few, I fucking you know this is something I relish for me and you have dramatically different opinions on something I think it but I think it I think in this case both of our opinions are like somewhat valid yeah I mean every opinion is valid really but no, no. oh well, I think I think some there are definitely some where I'm like yeah you're wrong you're lying to yourself but the uh most of the, most of the time when we disagree on stuff like this, it's like I can totally see like it did initially do a terrible job selling itself. Uh, well, I think it, it 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 sold itself as like a series that looked more akin to Daredevil than it than it did to what it is, and yeah. and that I think is like another failing. It's like you know it, it yeah it just it, I don't know it sets you up for something that it didn't deliver on. Yep. Fair mm. enough. But I think it ended up delivering. Mm. We will see when you get to the end. You yeah, get we'll, there in your own time. We'll discuss it. <laughs> it'll be a. It'll be a. It'll be like watching the Batman. You know, I'll, I'll probably fall asleep during the finale and Fuck. then wake up as it's like ending and be like, "Oh God, <laughs> what happened? <laughs> I'm rested now." <laughs> Hopefully, you'll enjoy the kaiju fight at the end. The. Uh, is, dude, I think like like is there like a Pacific Rim esque like uh kaiju fight oh uh, there's a there's a giant fight between konshu and ahmed while uh while moon knight and uh fucking uh arthur are fighting as well ah huh? Huh? silhouetted by the pyramids of giza and it's actually fucking sick <laughs> i really enjoyed it i i really think the last episode stuck the landing pretty well i mean it'll be interesting to see like if they can build you know the the thing that I think they really can build on is like the idea of like the pantheon of gods that, that, that they're starting to yeah. establish. You know, because that directly can bleed into other things we've touched on, like other you know properties, like like uh, fucking Thor coming up with like the. They actually you know, talk about they actually talk about this in episode five. They hmm. validate the existence of multiple afterlives. Like it's like they're yeah. like there are different conduits of consciousness. They reference the ascendant the ascendant plane from uh, or no the ancestral plane from uh, black panther as like you can go there if that's what you believe in dude that reminds me of something i read about black panther 2 recently really Here, yeah, hit yes. me with it martin freeman uh martin freeman yeah yeah he's back you know he's playing that same agent character that he's that he played in the other black panther movie uh the oh. cia agent i was not thinking of i was i'm sorry I, Bil- I bilbo baggins <laughs> i forgot i'm sorry i was thinking of some i was thinking of somebody else Who's no. it thinking of? Martin uh, for the bad boys? <laughs> Martin Lawrence? Martin Lawrence. Martin Lawrence has been cast as uh, T'Challa in Black Panther 2. <laughs> He's the recast. That'd be fucking awesome. Uh, but no. Uh, oh, God, I, dude, I can't. So he was doing it. this interview and they were talking about Black Panther 2. And he was saying basically something to the extent of like, you know, like, well, it feels strange and it feels sort of like off. And, yeah. you know, his like the quote, I, I wish I would have saved the photo, like the quote, but it basically just kind of like alluded to the fact that like Black Panther 2 doesn't feel like it like it should exist a solid follow up, you know, like it feels like a, like I think the, the tone was like it feels like it's a forced thing that 
isn't yeah, gonna it isn't gonna go over well. <laughs> and like, sort of, I mean, it sort of seemed weird to me that they wouldn't just try to co-opt some of these uh, characters from Black Panther, the, the side characters, into like other solo films. Or, well, I mean, that, that none of the other characters were were built up enough in the Black Panther movie to like warrant like solo interest Helmet, and that and that's know? and that's kind of the no, problem no, no, what, is what, that I, they what I mean is like what I mean is like what they when they had the Dora Milaje and Falcon War Soldier you know stuff like that where yeah but that, those side characters to flesh them out further as like supporting players you know that's how you continue that story well I, I think one of the problems is that they're banking on like they banked on building this world around T'Challa and and following Black Panther through it. Yeah. What they discovered was probably one of the most popular things about that movie was the world building that they brought. Yeah. But the world building like doesn't happen without a central like a a good character to follow through it and like yeah. And that's what I mean where it's like it seems like I don't know. It just I'm interested to see what that property looks like. Cause that movie's kind of gonna be coming up. You know, even in the even in that quote I read, like, you know, like the the actor free, you know, Martin Freeman was talking about like, you know, no disrespect to Ryan Coogler and like, you know, like what's going on. Yeah. But like this seems to be reality. And and it's you know, it just I don't know. I just I just really hope that again they don't fuck up like like a character like Black Panther just for the sake of yeah. like trying to jam more wakanda into everything like well, like it was a cool you know, fucking found- movie and they can do better world world building but without your center if they're not going to recast which they like marvel went on as soon as bozeman died like they were like we're not going to recast t'challa yeah and i think but that's I think a huge not- fucking mistake like well i think if you're not going to recast you don't make another black panther movie exactly Oop, jared is walking away for a moment kicking the dog out hold on there we go no uh can I, I just think it's uh, if you're not going to bring back the central character in some form, you know, either you, you just it's go back to what I was saying. You use those side characters that people found interesting in other projects, flesh them out more, but just don't make a Black Panther film. Yeah, I, I just you're really... going to soil like, if 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 what they were talking about so much, the reason that they're they decided not to recast was because Black Panther became an iconic piece of media that spoke that will be remembered hopefully for a long time then hopefully they don't fucking squander that legacy by making a half like a like a just sort of like Wakanda bait type second movie you know yeah and that, i mean that's what it's like to me that's what it sounds like it sounds like they're just trying to bait that crowd into like buying tickets you know yeah. and and you're not going to I don't know. It just, I don't know. It just, it just feels, it just feels like they're, they're making wrong moves with that. And I, I, yeah. I don't know. I just, uh, you know, just, I, I had to bring it up because like, as, as you said, like they're, they're actively incorporating elements of like Wakandan lore and stuff in, and like, you know, characters from Wakanda into other properties, which I think yeah. that is, I'm with you there. I think that's the smart move. Like, I think continue to, to, to flesh out characters and build that world, you know, around other aesthetics, until you have something that you can solidly say like will be worthy of like a title of like a black panther too yeah you know what i mean like i weirdly thought like the idea was pushed around for a minute of like rumors and stuff in the koye series I, yeah you again got, though that wouldn't me, uh, that a, wouldn't work a, out to me give me a dormilage like a uh, world like falcon the Winter soldier-esque in like a scale series you know 
yeah i mean i it's it's hard to gauge because it's like again all those characters were 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 great side characters yeah and and so it's like taking them and trying to make them like a main focus is going to be really fucking hard but i don't know you know i'm interested because like you know like i was just saying like there's there's all this other inclusion of like you know elements from that like you know you have i mean supposedly the black panther 2 movie is going to be the, the movie that introduces you know namor the submariner to the to you know the mcu so it's like you have to find a like a good way of doing that if you're going to bring like other important characters into that franchise yeah um but anyway it's 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 interesting marvel marvel's like i you know they're it's like at the moment they're so wrapped up in like certain storylines that it seems like other storylines are getting pushed out, but like not thought all the way through, you know, um, which seems uncanny for them. I think they're at a point where they, they have so many different like levels that they want to hit and like notes that they want to hit as a, as a studio company Yeah, that they're like starting to stretch themselves thinner and thinner. Makes which, sense. Which is, I think which, that's which the, tough, um, but... yeah, I think the, Marvel's starting to hit the point where you uh, risk losing the soul to a point. Yeah. You know, there's a, I mean, let's be real. Media is a business. And sadly, that comes with expenses. It comes with having to please investors Mm -hmm. to come with, uh, and there's there's an ebb and flow between uh, having to abide by like the corporate villains that are like, Black Panther made a fuck ton of money. Let's make another one. And uh, then going to uh, then going. Sorry, my dad's fucking texting me. No, blowing up my ears. It, it it feels like like with something like that, like the Black Panther took off. It got huge, right? And it was so well embraced that it 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 like it's become like a it be, like immediately became like a focal point right afterwards to be like, all right, we got to do a follow up. But yeah. then, like shit happened, right? Like things have happened. Bozeman passed away. You, ha- you know, and so, you know, between like the hype and like the initial, like we have to reinvest and get another sequel, get a sequel going, and like now it's sort of just like, I feel like interest has died a bit, and like you, you yeah. know, maybe you should let like the current level of where it's at dictate where the property needs to go. You sadly, know? that sadly that won't happen realistically, though. Yeah. Well, and that's, and that's it. Like, I, I, you know, I mean, it, it'll be interesting to see how they connect that with like future MCU projects. Yeah. You know, because, because I mean, something that we want, I want, you know, we got to touch on, uh, close up pod, right. Is is that, yeah. Is that like, they could still easily make that, you know, some sort of like multiversal issue where they, you know, pull out a black Panther from somewhere or some shit, you know, like, dude, I well, here's the thing with the, with the, uh, so you haven't seen it yet. But no. you took it upon yourself to spoil your spoil the movie. So yeah. I'm one of those kids. I, I like to know Master. what gifts people give me. So uh, <laughs> it is implied that that's not possible because incursions. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, the incursion. The incursion factor is is like is interesting. So the incursions are happening actively in this movie. Not in this movie, but they're talked about. Okay. It's uh, framed as. If you leave too much of a mark as a multiversal being on a different universe than where you're from, you're risking to start an incursion. Hmm. So interesting. Yeah. 
yeah i mean that's a it it makes sense for like the the storytelling i feel like that they've done too so far you know what i mean somebody likened it to uh when the multiverse in loki started like spiraling Mm -hmm. you'd see some of the lines start crossing each other yeah well and that's like from some of the things that i've kind of picked up on it seems like that that is not necessarily referenced or like talked about as like incursion those aren't aren't incursion points but it does really seem like like that's the general idea like those time streams are colliding you know things are like overlapping yeah yeah that's i mean mean, and that's cool that that's a genuinely interesting concept especially if you're trying to tell this huge like multiverse story yeah which i mean before we get into the meat of dr strange i think uh it'd be interesting to bring up and this is sort of what i wanted to stop us talking about with the hulk earlier incursions are a pretty new fucking thing for marvel Mm. 2015 was the incursion crisis and that led to secret wars yeah so i think that with there's been a lot of recent hulk stuff like totally awesome hulk there's been like a bunch of all those recent stories and we're even seeing it with thor love and thunder i think that uh we're sort of might be like the tide is changing in terms of Marvel's development structure. I think we're going to start seeing a lot of these, a lot of these recent comic storylines have been like testing the waters to then see if they can get adapted, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's something like if you, if you, if people have been listening to this long enough, that's something that like, like I've personally been like, like trepidatious of, very yeah. early on it's like this weird overlap where one where they're using one side of the company to influence the other side of the company so if it gets popular in comics let's translate that to a movie yep like and then you get people that are upset because that translation fucks up like the storylines of the comics and like yeah. you know and so it's like it's almost like it's dangerous to do those like to try and not tie but also loosely tie those together you know yeah, once again, that falls into my side of being like, it's a fucking business. Yeah, well, that I mean, but that's that's the shitty thing, right? Is that is yeah, that like is that like they're using they're using one industry to bait to the to like test new waters, right? And yeah. then if that if that works, I don't know. It just it just it seems. But that's how that's how it's been from the get go, isn't it? A little bit. I mean, like, it I mean, it's, feels it's like evolving because it's more mainstream now. It's but... evolving because we're seeing, like, we're actually seeing them try and make movies out of storylines that they did like two, three, four years ago. Yeah, there's less like, rather than now. like taking precedence on like a uh, the long that like the long term uh, characters and things that they've had forever, you know. Yeah, and you know, slowly kind of like creating a different version of that. It's like, you know, the Mighty Thor story that we're that we're about to see in Thor: Love and Thunder will probably be uh, like a half-assed version of that story. And it'll be a half-assed version of the story of God, of Gore, the God butcher. But you know, like the thing yeah. is like they're, because it was so popular, they're going to try and jam that into the MCU. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. And like that, that's, I feel like it devalues the comic books in a, in a lot of ways. We'll see if I, if anything, I have faith in Taika to do either something relatively unique or to pay respect. Well, yeah, don't get me wrong. It's going to be a fun movie either way, but yeah, but it's, you know, it's something that we've talked about again earlier in the podcast, even you like, you know, if you take a really popular storyline and you make one fucking movie out of it and you use those characters for one movie, you fuck up 
like you you fuck you fuck up the longevity of those characters in That's both fair. mediums you know because then people are like oh well like i expect this from you know because i saw this in an mcu movie and now i don't yeah. like, get to see that in my marvel comics and like now i you know and vice versa and and yeah. something that like as comic fans you have to let go of to watch the marvel movies but now you're starting to have to like i don't know it's just weird but it is weird there's an interesting dichotomy to it yeah but i think they're really melt they're gonna really start sort of while those adaptations are getting more recent in terms of like the original material coming out mm-hmm. i think that they're also trying to separate themselves a bit from like the comics proper trying to actively be like hey well, this is separate they, stuff yeah they know they can't like you can't win both audiences yeah. because you can't create a, a panel by panel translation so they you drop just... in dr strange man the, the mcu is 616 oh they've mentioned that before yeah well but they it was like sort of like a wink, i think the wink. first time they it, it had to do with mysterio and mysterio was full shit you know yeah well i guess like i guess like in other like not even just in movies but like in panels and stuff like i feel yeah. like it's been mentioned that that the mcu is 616 yeah yeah i think well yeah so but i think that's sort of the nail in the coffin of like hey like this is its own shit. There's the movie multiverse. There's the comics. They're gonna be different yeah. things. Yeah, sort of like it's well, but they're gonna take cues from one another. But well, you but the main the main com- getting different things. The main com- Marvel comic book universe is six one six. So that's them telling yes. you that they're gonna be the same things. Like it's the it's all in the same universe. Yes and no, in my opinion. Well, why would they call it the six one six universe if it wasn't? If because because fan service. Well, yeah, but that, that, yeah, I guess it makes, it'll make it easier to blend the two the longer the company goes on. Exactly. You're mm-hmm. blending it, but then it's also going to be, but it's as much fan service and distinguishing that the movies and the comics are different as it is being like, the, as, as much as it is for like brand synergy and mixing the two. Mm-hmm. But um, no, I think, I think what's interesting about Doctor Strange is, it also has something like there's a distinct stylistic identity. They let Sam Raimi be Sam Raimi, mm. which I was sort of impressed by the levels of gore and the amount of death going on there. Like, like hard shit, dude. I was pretty blown away that this, that like they were, they were pushing PG 13 as hard as they could for a Marvel film. That's another thing I, I was reading about, about it was like, some people were like, whoa, man, I, I, like this probably could have had an R rating. And I was like, it, 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 I'm interested to hear that opinion. Yeah. So it, like, could it's, it, could I mean, it like, have stretched that? I mean, good pun. I uh, mean, the, well, like, like, look at, look at, like, look at Deadpool and Deadpool 2. I feel those like got, those got an R rating, not just for violence, but, you know, for like, you know, yeah. profanity and shit also. But What's like, what, the does stuff it have? Does it have the level of violence in 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 Doctor Strange as it does as you see some, in terms of like gore and stuff in like a Deadpool movie? Um, I think the difference in Deadpool is that's more frequent versus in Doctor Strange. It's in fast bursts. They're very and uh, it's very quickly cut enough where you're like, holy shit! But it doesn't stick. It happens long enough. It's not like the focus. The, like the focus of that. As an like, example, literally immediately. Upon at the beginning of the film, uh, there's a variant of Doctor Strange that is impaled. Defender Strange. Defender Strange immediately gets impaled by a monster. Gargantos or whatever. Different one. The weird like scroll looking thing. Like the actually like books. It looks like uh, like ribbons of like uh, like paper. 
Okay, okay. Um, impales him through the chest very quick. There's a blood spray, but it's like that. Yeah. He's gone. And he's like thrown off. The, yeah, I mean, or as an example, we talked about this before the show, Mr. Fantastic shows up, gets ripped into like spaghetti by Wanda, stretched until his breaking point, his head pops. The head pops with like a, it looks like Wanda just like breaks his head with like a bit of energy. But there's like some brief blood sprays. Wanda's also covered in blood during that scene. There's uh, that's good. You want like I want that like, I, because you know you get you get brutality in other forms. So it's like just give us a little bit. You know I do think least. there are a couple more brutal deaths from the Illuminati. Does Charles, I don't wanna... does Charles Xavier die? They all die, dude. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So no, how does Xavier dude. die? Fuck, you really want me to spoil that for you? I, I do, I do. Okay, I, okay. I no, I don't care. Here, let me okay, let me I'll just drop all of them for you then. Uh so Mr. Spoilers, Ritter, just in case you, yeah, you, you care. Spoilers. Mr. Fantastic <laughs> gets stretched out until he dies. Okay. Uh Maria Rambo, Captain Marvel, gets a statue dropped on her. Dang. Uh nothing super graphic about that when she just sort of disappears and her arm goes limp. Oh. Uh, oh. Ca- Captain Captain Carter gets cut in half with her shield. Okay. Uh, let me think. Black Bolt Wanda takes his mouth away and he explodes the inside of his head. By far the most graphic death. There That's is, cool. There is a shoot of blood out of his nose, and you see his skull collapse inside of his uh, helmet. Oh shit! Yeah, and then uh. There's a whole there's the whole dream walking thing where Wanda's possessed a uh, different version of herself in a different universe. Okay. And Professor Xavier goes into that Wanda's mind, and she's covered in rubble. He's trying to help her out of the rubble. She's like, he's like, if I can get you out of here, then the other Wanda will be forced back out of your head. And uh, evil Wanda sneaks up behind him and snaps his neck, and uh. he just collapses in his chair that's cool it reminds but me that, of like and that was like moment. a fucking jump scare too it was like quick and that was the thing it wasn't it always like fuck it was a lot but it was very quick and it was very heavily cut let's say how was the pace of this movie overall like was it was it a pretty, pretty good. good pace to it because like i remember I'm remembering right it was right around two hours ten mm-hmm. fucking brisk moved constantly okay oh cool yeah yeah, that um, that, that's interesting. And also, so, what, what, how how did the character of America Chavez turn out? A pretty good, really endearing. Um, mm-hmm. I think definitely came off like, well, you're not really given too much of her backstory. You get like one chunk where you see when she found her powers, and it's fucking tragic. Mm-hmm. Which I I didn't really know too much about America Chavez's origin, but the way I'm they frame the origins, it, yeah. she's from like a utopian universe, and. Uh, but she doesn't have control of her powers completely. So they manifest when she's frightened. And the first time she uses her powers, it's shown that she's there with her parents and a bee lands on her finger and she gets frightened and a portal rips open behind them. And her parents get sucked through, pulled into a different universe. And then she gets pulled through and they landed somewhere else. Bummer. Yeah. Upsetting, man. The, uh, but no, she was she was likable, absolutely. I think Wanda was great. Uh, the, I I can say with complete confidence, I did not know where this movie was going to go from the trailers. Mm-hmm. 
I thought it was going to be like, oh, evil zombies and shit, but the zombie ends up being good, you know? Hmm. Like, Wanda ends up being the main villain from, like, five minutes in. That was, I mean, that was the interesting thing. So, like, like... It worked, though. It yeah, yeah, that Well, for sure. It, that was just, like, one of the the things that like kind of solidified some of the, like some of the leaks and stuff that we had read coming up to this was yeah. that like, you know, like it was for sure a Wanda is the villain kind of centered movie. Yeah. That, and that they, uh, they, they made it work too. I mean, let, let's be real. The real main villain was Darkhold, but, well, but it but was, uh, somebody's got to, somebody's got to, got to have the Darkhold. Somebody's, somebody's got to exactly, be using the, exactly. Know. I think what they uh, what they do with Wanda works really well. Mm-hmm. I mean, Elizabeth Olsen fucking eats up her screen time, almost to a point where I feel like she uh, sort of outshined Benedict Cumberbatch. Mm. Like, and then I mean, it sets up things to come. I felt like it was a very because it was so like over the top and in your face. I think it sets up a lot of cool stuff without being like it doesn't feel exposition heavy. Because you're, uh, you, you're, you're, you as the audience are constantly questioning what's going on, what exactly is happening. So you're just getting like pulled along this ride and as stuff's getting explained to you. You're like, oh, okay, that's how that works. Cool, cool, cool. You know? Yeah. You, they can get away with some like more crazy exposition because it's so over the top. Yeah. And yeah, well, that's interesting. I mean, because it's definitely got to like, I mean, this movie's got to have been, it, it, it seems like it'll have kicked it in the door for like a variety of different types of stories that they could tell now. Specifically, more dude, option. My, my theater went fucking crazy when John Krasinski showed up as Mr. Fantastic. It makes sense. Like, but you know, my, my, my concern will be that like, again, is that, is that a character we're going to see again? Apparently. Yes. That I would hope so. Apparently uh, he is going to be Mr. Fantastic. And I think it's given extra credence because all of the characters that we've seen have played those characters before in different universes. Like there, there, there have been versions of those characters that we've yeah. seen. Yeah. yeah. Like uh, Black Bolt, uh, like uh, Captain Carter. It's all the same actors, you know? Mm-hmm. Mordo. The, uh, I mean, I, I, I just got to give him props. It was a pretty, they executed it pretty well. I was entertained. Not the best Marvel film, but also by far not the worst. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like it opens up a whole it it like what we've seen a lot of what I've been talking what we've talked about recently. It's opening up things to come. They're they're winding themselves back out. You know. Yeah, yeah. Which which makes sense. Like at this point, they got they you can't you can't keep going into the cone shape. You got You got to yeah. at some point, you know, give yourself a little more room to like try out a few different things. You know the post credits. Um, I remember, I remember reading about him, but uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, Clea shows up. That's right. I read that. As and then, played um, by Charlize Theron. Yeah, and that was like, like, I was like, <gasps> and is that I is audibly that, gasped? Is that the like the scene where like it's like Doctor Strange like, follows her into like a certain place or whatever? Yeah, or is that fall- like a different one? Uh, yeah, she opens a portal to the dark dimension. Mm. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. There, the back come come talk to Dormammu, man. Yeah, my <laughs> uncle Dormammu. You know. Yeah. Dude, I was so fucking hyped to see Charlize Theron. I remember that was a rumor a while back. Mm. And uh, I was really excited when I heard that because I'm a, she's one of my favorite actresses. And yeah, I mean, it'll be cool to like, 
finally have her included in the MCU, you know? Yeah, I feel like they've, uh, they've, you know, and this is sort of the, uh, the opposite point to what we were talking about with Black Panther. Um, apparently Sam Raimi had a fucking awesome relationship with Marvel. He's been very outspoken about how good of a time he had making this movie mm. and how they let him sort of have free reign while also implementing what they wanted to do. There was a note that he, in a few interviews, he noted the back and forth that happened, how they had like a plan, but they were pretty open to like, if cool stuff came up in his process, run it by them, they can implement parts of that into what they're doing, maybe adjust plans in, into the future based on if any cool ideas came up during production. Yeah. I was like, that's that's really that's really cool to me. Well, it also goes like, you know, back and forth that way. So like Marvel's Marvel's got a history of like, and including with this movie, it sounded like where, you know, it'll be in production and then they'll be like, well, we got, we, you have to do this and this and this. And so then yeah. like, you have to go back and do reshoots or like, you know, spend time like filling in what the studio wants you to do there. Yeah. Also, uh, ultimate praise here. Ten, 10 out of 10. They use the fucking, uh, the 90s X-Men theme to introduce Charles Xavier. Well, that's good. Dude. Yeah, dude. I was like, no way. I badass. <laughs> fucking well, awesome. I mean, you know, they're in the process of making like a follow-up series to the X-Men cartoon. So you know, I was honestly, dude, I was so surprised. I heard that they referenced like inhumans and terrigen. And I was like, mm-hmm. what the fuck? Like, I didn't think that they would touch in humans for a long time. I mean, which yeah, like that was always the blow, right? Was like, was that in humans? like that's a whole important side of like marvel comics and like yeah. you know lore and stuff that happens and so it's like when that series just bombed yeah it was like oh fuck like how are you gonna like bring that like all of that back from you they know brought, from the garbage <laughs> like they brought the back the same guy to play blackagar boltagar and it, fucking <laughs> fucking christ and they uh yeah, and I was so blown away. Was, yeah, but I, I don't. I, I was honestly like that whole Illuminati sequence is pretty fucking cool, and that was like probably the heaviest exposition as well. But it was, I yeah. uh, definitely appreciated it more just because I was in just complete awe. I was like, oh my god, these guys are back. These guys are back. These guys are back. Oh yeah. my god, it's John Krasinski coming out of a portal. You know. Yeah. The same kind of portal that Kang uses or uh, the the TVA uses. Yeah, which is a cool, I mean, it's all like a cool connect because obviously like Kang is like a few, future distant relative of both Reed Richards and Dr. Doom. Yeah. Um, and so it's like, you know, that's kind of cool. Uh, that You mentioned that America Chavez is from a utopian universe. Yeah. Uh, that, that, that harkens like it could, that could even be like a considered a Dr. Doom reference because, you know, classically in comics, the only um world and universe that ever reaches true utopian peace is like this like this this random universe where dr doom has like conquered everything and like has no everything way. and like everything's at peace and you in 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 you know the earth's a utopia in that universe that's pretty cool like that. man so i wonder if that's like a potential like nod to that you know who knows they all had stars they all it, i don't know what the deal was well, who knows, man? Dude, I mean, I'm either a- way, it does sound like a sounds like sounds like a cool movie. Me and my me and my little brother are gonna go check it out next weekend. So it's a bit of a ride, man. Uh, mm-hmm. Definitely don't tell him that John Krasinski's in it. No, yeah, he's he's one of those cats that he uh, he actively avoids spoilers. I was like, oh, so do I, man. <laughs> I try. It just, it just depends. It just depends for me. Reach their so, own. Yeah. Well, sometimes you just like sometimes you you just you know 
you just want to know so you don't waste your time. But, yeah, man, I, I, I think uh, despite Marvel's failings at some points, I know I usually have a slightly more positive take than you do, depending well, on the series. Well, like I, I think, said, it just it, it feels like they're, I don't know, it feels like they're starting to just go through the motions in yeah. a lot of in a lot of ways and that's when that's when the movies and tv series start getting boring yeah no no but i think i think even despite that which i do agree to a point i think that uh for me it's uh i don't think i'm at a point where i'm like i'm wasting my time going and checking this out unspoiled you know yeah i haven't i don't feel like i've been burned you know unlike dc at, I mean, at some points I would say like going to see the midnight showing of Avengers two was a point where I was burned for sure. Really? You know what I mean? Like that was a movie that was just sort of like, ah, I guess I didn't need to fucking like stretch to go see this, you know, but like, yeah, yeah. There's that, more often than not. And this is the, this is always going to be the case. I think with the MCU, like more often than not, it's going to be worth seeing on the, on the big screen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh like, dude, I was, let's round it out with this. I mean, I was meaning to bring this up earlier. Uh, Avatar two. Oh yeah, yeah. I want to play some devil's advocate here because the trailer is like gorgeous aesthetically. Uh, James Cameron makes stuff, and I've seen this argument by some people wanting to defend the film because it did get immediate bad press. Hmm. Um, a lot of people were like James Cameron, like he came back to this franchise after ten years for a reason. The guy has like a competent filmmaker who is like heavily respected. And you even mentioned that he like has a love of nature and he's like been to the bottom of the Marios trench. Mm-hmm. And he's obviously very interested in this type of stuff. Would I prefer him to do something else? Yes. But do I think that we should completely underwrite like uh write off the film at this point? No, because the trailer was actually pretty cool in theaters. Yeah, I mean, it I can think, look it can look visually cool, but the story's still fucking garbage. It's still garbage. Yes. <laughs> I think, I, but that's that's the thing. I don't think it should be immediately. I think uh, it was. I look back and listening to last podcast, I was overly critical for not really a merited reason. Mm. Because if a director like James Cameron sees something, I should at least wait until there's some reviews before completely writing it off. Maybe. I, I do think sometimes ca- directors like James Cameron, who have reached a certain status, they just have a hubris about them where they think I can touch anything and it'll be yeah. bold. And I that's think that's what fair. this movie, I think that that's what this movie is. It's like, it's the, his like, well, I can come back to it anytime I fucking want. And it's going to be, people are going to eat it up. And it's like, are we, are we, it's still no, about, fair. it's still about, you know, blue, blue cat people. Yeah, it's still just a movie about blue cat people jumping around. This time they're swimming around a little bit, it seems like. So, you know. <laughs> we'll, we'll see, man. I'm, uh, I'm more inclined to give it a shot. Yeah. Just because I... I'll read uh, the spoilers online. You bastard. <laughs> He's the worst of us. Never forget. He should is call, the worst of us. Should we call it? This has been a long one, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, and we haven't even talked. We, we didn't even shout out Thor. Thor 4 you know Fuck me, man. um there's 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 like a fi- like an official looking like promo sh- uh photo that was released in like oh, an yeah, entertainment, entertainment weekly, weekly. Yeah, yeah uh i i did think i didn't did think it was kind of funny like you know the thing that came out about that the most was like holy shit look how buff natalie portman is and though she is like a little more ripped than she normally is i thought it was really <laughs> funny because i was like i can probably you can probably name like five different actresses who are more ripped than her on a regular basis that like 
that's like it's sort of just like okay it's just cool because natalie portman worked out like yeah. <laughs> it's not really cool because she's actually ripped <laughs> it's like it's sort, I, sort of it's sort of funny but like they, they do part, they do look like they like, have, it's that partial whiplash nothing uh i don't think we've ever seen natalie portman that yoked well then that's that's what i mean it's like it, it's like is you know but it, it looks you know taika watiti said that like like christian bale's uh you know villain is is just on point like probably the yeah. best in the in in the in marvel movies you yeah. know uh there's like this really quick thing that i read on the back of like a toy for it that's coming out that's like talking about how it's like it's set like years after you know the defeat of thanos the guardians of the galaxy are trying to get thor back onto the battlefield you know yeah and so it's you know there's definitely some like interesting timeline kind of uh, things that i'm 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 interested to see you know like where does yeah. this fit in really like how long has it been since endgame that this movie's taking place you know yeah that's kind of like still like the focal point of like like endgame happens where do this, like these properties set you know yeah so I don't know. It, it'll be it'll be cool either way because obviously, as you said earlier, Taika Waititi is is Fucking anything gift. that Cat Helms is like is worth checking out. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, Can we get a yeah. Jermaine Clement directed thing from the MCU, please? That'll be the Modoc the Modoc solo movie. Dude, I'd be so down. You know? <laughs> oh my god, I would say Werewolf by Night, but uh, Michael Giacchino is directing that. That's a that's a funny one. Like I. I is that, is, I would, that, is that supposed to be a movie? It's gonna be a Halloween special. Okay, okay. Like I was gonna say, like I hope that's not like a theatrical release. No, that, it's gonna be it's, gonna be, it's gonna be a Disney Plus Halloween special. <laughs> like, and there's another like uh, the the Guardians of the Galaxy also has that hol- holiday special this year. Yeah, coming up. yeah. Um, and that just you know we'll just end it here. But like that, you know, James Cameron just wrapped photography on guardians of the galaxy three so james cameron oh james cameron uh james james gunn sorry <laughs> um but yeah so that so that movie's actually like officially wrapped and now it's like yeah. it's just in the editing and you know between that and like the holiday special is supposed to be like right like essential edward? essential to watch before watching that movie so yeah i'm interested to see where the where that property's taking us also you know likewise man i heard this cool rumor that like you know gore the god butcher has been uh, to tie it in with Guardians, Core the God Butcher has been, you know, operating for a, a long time now. And one of his first, you know, rumor has it, one of his first uh, victims is actually that Celestial whose head is oh, nowhere. Oh, that'd be so how, cool. How fucking cool would that be as a cool tie-in, dude? That'd be like, really badass. I was like, that's fucking dope. Like, so, anyway. How would uh, that work? How would that work? I don't even how big know. is that sword? Well, that's that's the thing. I mean, he wields he wields like the all black, the necro sword, right? The necro sword yeah. is just a symbiote, and so which would it be can, so cool. It can now, grow, symbiotes it, are also in the MCU as well. It, exactly. So it can it can it, it can grow to whatever it needs to be. You know, that'd be fucking <laughs> sick, man. That'd be fucking wild. But I'm really I'm really looking out for Melissa McCarthy playing Hella in the recap. So you know. <laughs> Oh my God, dude. All right. Well, we'll leave it here. There's lots of good stuff to kind of like keep, keep your eyes on. It sounds like, you know? Yeah. Um, but God damn. Bowie is my Bowie's being so impatient right now. Yeah, man. We're closing the show dog. Uh, yeah. This little, you know, you know, speaking of things to check out, obviously we have, uh, you know, more podcasts churning out on our end. We yeah. got this post and we got, uh, we'll have another under further review. We'll have another one coming up with Lucas. Hey, um, and uh you know as always we got the whack arnold's brothers churning out things uh what's on what's on uh whack arnold's this week 
Well, uh, this this week's actually a bit of a surprise. It's episode fifty oh, for us there. So, hey. we're, yeah, so we're we have a bit of a a bit of a surprise there. Um, it's a I'll just say it's a movie that both me and David have loved for a very long time, and we've been having such a hard time finding it that we're literally really? this is this is for the corn dogs. We're literally watching this movie on YouTube. That was and it's posted. It, the only place we could find it is posted in a ten track playlist that somebody made of it where it's like broken down no. into 10 parts you know that's uh, awesome because we can't find it streaming anywhere it's i can't buy it anywhere like it's yeah. you know it's uh, so it's it's pretty fun it's pretty exciting but you know follow us on instagram at old heart radio follow the fucking uh you know pages like like the spotify page you know follow along on youtube if you want there you go. uh you know we got lots of stuff for you yeah you just have to listen <laughs> don't waste your time you're already here <laughs> I miss you, miss you. Oh my god. And we'll end it there. Good day. Just-